DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I am delighted to be joined by Father Donald Calloway, who is a convert to Catholicism and now a member of the Congregation of Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Before his conversion to Catholicism, he was a high school dropout who had been kicked out of a foreign country, institutionalized twice, and thrown in jail multiple times. After his radical conversion, he earned a B.A. in philosophy and theology from the Franciscan University of Steubenville and a master's in divinity and STB degrees from the Dominican House of Studies in Washington, D.C., and an STL in Mariology from the International Marian Research Institute in Dayton, Ohio. With Father Donald Calloway, we go inside the pages of Champions of the Rosary, The History and Heroes of a Spiritual Weapon. Published by Marion Press. Father Calloway, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. God bless you. It is such a blessing to have this incredible work dedicated to the Rosary. What brought you to write this, to put this compilation together? Yeah, well, I think my own love for the Rosary, I mean, I, I pray it every day and I just, I don't go anywhere without it. It's always in my pocket. And I just wanted a book that contained everything that there is to know about the rosary. So the origins of it, the saints, the popes who promoted it, the miracles, the battles, the victories, all of that. I wanted kind of a one-stop shop, if you will, for a book on the rosary. So I thought, well, it's not out there, so I may as well do it myself. (laughs) I I think the history of the rosary is just fascinating. I mean, I, uh, I, I don't think we appreciate everything that has led up to our modern day understanding of it. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, there's been actually saints who have died with it in their hand and popes who have promoted it like in an unbelievable way. And so there is so much richness to the history of it that I think if we appreciate that more, then we'll, we'll, we'll realize the gift and treasure that we have. For many of us, we, th- we thought it originated with St. Dominic, and yet mm. it actually has its origins uh, so much further back than that. Yeah, I mean, Pope Leo XIII said that the Rosary of, is more of supernatural origin than it is human origin. And so, I mean, you can really trace the beginnings of it with at the Annunciation when, you know, the Ar- Archangel Gabriel says to Our Lady, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And it kind of begins there, and it, it won't come together until the 13th century with St. Dominic, but what we call the antecedents, the, the parts of it, mm-hmm. were kind of being put together throughout the first centuries of the Church. We really do have so much to thank St. Dominic for and th- that promotion. Well, if you, For those who are unfamiliar with the history, maybe you could just give them just a brief overview. Yeah, well, in the 13th century specifically, there was a heresy called Albigensianism in southern France, and it was really attacking Christianity. And there was this priest, uh, St. Dominic, and he was trying his best to, to combat it with his preaching, but he wasn't having much fruit. So he asked Our Lady to help him, and she came and gave him the rosary. And um, he went out, and with those mysteries and praying the Hail Marys, was able to bring back, you know, many, many people uh, to the fullness of the truth. And so after that, it really just took on a life of its own, and it has been used by so many throughout the centuries. And sometimes there's been great persecution associated with it. Um, you know, when the Protestant Rebellion happened in the 16th century, you know, it was kind of, you know, really attacked. But it came back in a powerful way with the missionaries who went out to the whole world and brought the rosary with them. 
And every century has key moments where the Rosary has played really a decisive moment, a vital moment uh, in that era. And um, we're still living it today. I mean, it's, it's still here, and the Pope is praying it every day, and we've got, you know, major, major players who are promoting it. You know, Father Calloway, I have to say, just the dynamic of the book, I mean, how it has been brought to us by Marian Press, it it mm. is one that can, yes, be used for devotion, but also one for study, uh, for reflection, mm-hmm. for note-taking. I mean, it really bears the weight of the mysteries, if it, as it were. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for compiling it like this. Mm-hmm. No, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know how to do it at first because I had so much material, and I thought, this book is just going to be too big. It's going to be some bulky tome. That So I thought, how do I make it? both academic, but not overly academic. I want it to be a pious book and devotional, because the topic is about our lady, you know, our mother, spiritual mother. So I asked for guidance on that, and I was given that three-division kind of section, the history first, mm-hmm. then the champions, the people who have really promoted it, and then the third part is the practical aspects of how to pray it, how not to pray it, the indulgences attached to it. And then I thought, you know, we need art in here too. So I put that appendix in there, with beautiful color art images from around the world. It took us half a year to get all the permissions from museums in Slovakia and all over the place. And, you know, just real blessing for the book. Oh, I know. That was such a delight for me as I was reading the book to come to that, that end part where you mm-hmm. do have all of those incredible images. I mean, you brought us, as you said, the history you begin the devotion, and then your eyes are just feasting on this incredible mm-hmm. beauty that time has brought to us in this artwork. Yeah, yeah, and I even had two—no, uh, I actually had three—commissioned um, art pieces for it that um, would depict Our Lady with the champions gathered around her, and one where St. Dominic is slaying a dragon um, with a sword, but Our, Our Lady is handing him the rosary, which is kind of symbolic, and so it just, yeah, it all came together so well. There is something really poignant, isn't there, to look at the lives of those who have had such a devotion to the rosary. And some of those champions I didn't appreciate until I read your book. Mm, yeah, thank you for saying that. Um, that's great to hear that kind of feedback because, um, you know, I have probably over 200 people in the book, but there's 26 that I highlight and really emphasize. And yeah, some of them are not that well known. Um, and some of them, you know, you've heard, maybe heard the name, but then when you dig into their life, you realize, my goodness, these people are extraordinary, you know, mm-hmm. and the things that they did and, and, and what God did through them. It's, it's really amazing. The, the ones that really touch the heart in some ways, because, again, they live through such turbulent time. Yes, St. Louis de Montfort, of course, we don't want to negate that, or, or Alphonsus Liguori, but people like Blessed Pope Pius IX and um, St. Anthony Marie Claret and, and so many others who lived through that tumultuous, tumultuous 1700, 1800 time period. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's it's really crucial because even though they lived in times that were very difficult, um, you know, they turned to the rosary to overcome some of these political ideologies and, uh, you know, very difficult situations. I mean, as you mentioned, St. Anthony Mary Claret, he was stabbed in the face by Freemasons in Cuba. I mean, it was, you know, Mm -hmm. that is 
something unbelievable. You don't usually read about that kind of stuff. Um, and so, blessed Pope Pius IX, another one that you mentioned, you know, he said, he made a statement, one of my favorites, he said, give me an army to pray the rosary and I will conquer the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. And you are, you're calling all of us as well in this work to become champions, particularly for yeah. the 21st century. Absolutely. That's that's part of the book. At the end, I kind of sum it up, like, who are, who's going to be the champions for our times, for what we have uh, need of today to combat the errors of our times? And so um, that's what I call people, too, at the end of the book, is you, too, can become a champion. You can be one of these great heroes promoting the rosary. What a group in this army that you would belong to. I mean, when we go back throughout time, I, I'm always just so taken aback by the, the witness of Blessed Bartolo Longo. And, mm. you know, the fact that no matter how far away you feel you, you are, how beautiful Our Lady can bring you back home. Oh, he's one of my favorites. Um, this guy is unbelievable. And I was a privileged a few months ago to actually be in Italy, and I went to Pompeii to the shrine that he built, and it is just one of the most beautiful churches I've ever seen. But most people are not aware that this guy was a former satanic priest. I mean, he fell away from the church as a young man in university, got involved in the occult, was going to seances, and then got ordained in this cult, and then had a huge conversion because he was depressed, he was suffering from anxiety and, and nightmares, and it was even contemplating suicide. That's how bad it was. Mm. And he had a huge conversion to the rosary and built this shrine in Pompeii to the rosary, and now he's a blessed of the Church. St. John Paul II beatified him in 1980. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he exemplifies the power of the rosary. And I don't know if we would have really known about him as well as we do now if it weren't for St. John Paul. And he, I mean, there is no doubt there, he had an incredible devotion, not only to Our Lady, but to the Rosary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. He he did. It only took him two weeks in 1978 when he was elected to be the Pope. Within two weeks, he made an announcement to the whole world, and he said, the Rosary is my favorite prayer. And then he started to go on Vatican radio himself and pray the rosary um, over the radio. I mean, that was just an extraordinary move for the Pope to do that. And then he started, you know, traveling, the most traveled Pope in the history of the Church. And he was always talking about the rosary, handing out rosaries to newlyweds that were were married and young people at World Youth Days and just a real promoter of the rosary. I love the fact that you brought up his witness on Vatican Radio of the Rosary, but there have been others who have used the media to to bring forward this great devotion, and you, you chronicle their lives as well, Father Patrick Payton for one, and Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Yeah, real, real uh, champions of the Rosary there, for sure. I mean, nobody has gathered more people than uh, the servant of God, Patrick Payton, to pray the Rosary. He would get millions of people in the streets of the Philippines, uh, in Colombia, in Brazil. He even got 500,000 in San Francisco to pray the rosary at one point. So great champions, and Fulton Sheen, of course, too. And and then there's also Blessed James Alberione, the founder Mm -hmm. of the um, Daughters of St. Paul. He's just another tremendous, tremendous um, promoter. I think that's what's so beautiful about your own personal witness, Father Calloway, because like uh, Father Peyton and Archbishop Sheen, they were uh, 
pioneers in the new mediums of their age, whether it be radio or television. And now there is social media and it's many different facets. I mean, it is broadcasting in its broadest sense, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, for sure. And I, I'm so grateful that, you know, radio stations like you're, you're the one you're on there and, and EWTN and so many others that they're, they're promoting the rosary and they're talking about the rosary. And I tell you, if you just get one more person to pray the rosary, that is just absolutely wonderful to do that. Well, and that's, that's the most important thing. I mean, you, you can broadcast it, but the, but the ideal is that one person who mm-hmm. sits down with the beads and, or even if you don't have beads, you have the original rosary, your 10 fingers, um, mm-hmm. you're able to to actually enter into the prayer. And I think that particular section of the book is very powerful as well. I mean, you really dive into that, all the different aspects of how one can enter into the prayer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's what it is at its heart. It's It's meditating on those mysteries that, you know, manifest God's extreme love for us, that he came and died for us and gave his life for us. And and so I love Fulton Sheen used to say um, that uh, even if you were driving, you could pray the rosary. And he said back in his day, steering wheels had like little knobs on them. Mm-hmm. And he said, you can just use those to count the Hail Marys. <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> so nice. You know, perfect. <laughs> well, and it's, I think that's what may be confusing for some who are non-Catholic or even some Catholics who never were, believe it or not, introduced to the depth of, of the rosary. They may have been given a rosary as a symbolic gift at their first communion or given maybe at an RCA when they finish, but they never really truly appreciate it. And for some, they feel it's, it's kind of a superstitious type of activity. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's very unfortunate because, uh, you know, our Lord warned us against vain repetition, but this is not, you know, vain repetition, just like the Psalms in the Old Testament, which Jesus himself would have recited. Um, you know, they have refrains. So you say a few lines, and then you say the same refrain over and over again. You know, for example, you know, His mercy endures forever. And you keep saying that over and over again. Well, that's not vain repetition, obviously. And our Lord Himself would have prayed that. And so that what that was for the Old Testament, the rosary is for the New Testament. It's the recitation of the Hail Mary, which comes right out of the New Testament, um, after, while you're meditating upon these mysteries that saved us. So that's not offensive to our Lord. That's, in fact, very pleasing to Him. And, um, you know, when you love somebody, what do you tell them over and over again? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And that's what praying the Hail Mary is when we're meditating upon those loving mysteries of Jesus. What's really beautiful, too, it is a very deep pondering of, of Scripture, I mean, it is the gospel, isn't it? I, and and it gives us an opportunity to really meditate on on the gospel story, the good news. It does, and that's some of my favorite little uh, quotes from saints and popes, where they say things like, "the the the rosary is the Bible on beads." So you know, when you think about the great missionaries, when they went out in the 16th century, they didn't carry bulky tomes with them. They didn't carry you know, heavy items with them, they took basically a string of beads strapped to their belt when they went off to Asia and South America and Africa. Um, and that was the Bible on beads. And that's how they catechized people with the sacred mysteries in the rosary. We'll return to Inside the Pages in just a moment. 
This is Dr. Anthony Lillis and Chris McGregor, and we invite you to join us in a once-in-a-lifetime Discerning Hearts Trinitarian pilgrimage throughout the Holy Land. This will be a unique opportunity for contemplative prayer, spiritual teaching, and fellowship in one of the holiest areas on the earth, the places touched by the lives of Jesus, Mary, and the Apostles. During this time, we will also walk closely in the company of the prophet Elijah through the most miraculous moments in salvation history, our history, which would later become pages in the gospel. Along with Sister Magdalite Balduc of the Community of the Beatitudes, the community of the famous Father Jacques Philippe, we hope to lead you into a new encounter with the great mysteries of our faith and a renewal of your devotion to the Lord. Join us May 26th through June 2nd, 2020. Please visit discerninghearts.com for a full itinerary and learn more about the contemplative Discerning Hearts Trinitarian pilgrimage to the Holy Land. A Prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to Inside the Pages. You know, one thing that I thought was really interesting it was the encouragement that you had, not only just to pray it yourself, but also to join others in prayer, or at least explore the confraternities and, and different groups that are out there praying this as this wonderful spiritual weapon. Yeah, and that's, you know, St. Dominic kind of knew that, the power of associations of prayer. And so he really formed these prayer groups, these confraternities of the Rosary to come together and to pray it together. And I love what St. Louis de Montfort says, because he says, um, one person praying the rosary is wonderful, but it's like the strength of a stick, so to speak. And that's, that's good. But when you get a whole bunch of people together, it's like you've got all of these kind of sticks coming together, and it becomes just this unbreakable rod and, you know, really strong, and Satan fears that, because St. Louis de Montfort says Satan might be able to go after one stick, but when you get all of these together, it becomes this huge timber, and spiritually, it is just something to be reckoned with. I think we need to, once again, establish why this is so important, not only for our, our personal 
sanctification to help us grow in holiness, but it really is something that we need today. I mean, you must have a sense of that, Father Calloway, especially as a priest, just encountering people, not only in the United States, but around the world that have such anxiety and fear. Oh, absolutely. So much is going on in the world right now. Everything's being flipped upside down. You know, marriage is being questioned and what it is and who can marry. And today we're so confused, we don't even know which bathroom to use. I mean, mm-hmm. this, the world's gone mad. So, you know, we've got to get back to the fundamentals. We've got to get back to the basics. And that's what the rosary does. It grounds us in the fundamentals and the basics. And that's why we have the blessing today of even having the luminous mysteries. Because, you know, what are we being told there? The importance of baptism. We're being shown in the wedding feast of Cana that it's one man and one woman being married. We're being shown that we need to we need to have conversion, that Jesus is God in his transfiguration, and that he's truly present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. So we we need this today in our world more than ever, and um, we need champions out there promoting it. That entering into the rosaries with Our Lady that, you know, for some they may think, well, you're praying to Mary and instead of going to Jesus, but there's a mystery there. She always ends up bringing you to and, and walking with you to Jesus. Yes, and that's that's what the saints tapped into, and that's why many of them would say that even when you hold the rosary, it's like holding Our Lady's hand, and as a good mother, you know, she she walks us, she guides us, and she helps us to know Jesus better, because nobody knows her, knows him uh, better than she does, because she's his mother. And so the rosary, as St. John Paul II said, is a school. It's the school of Mary, where she teaches us about Jesus. Now, the Church is, have, is just so blessed to be able to celebrate a canonization of yet another new saint, but one that we know so well, and that's Mother Teresa of Calcutta, now St. Teresa of Calcutta. And mm-hmm. she, so often she speaks of Jesus, and yet every time you see her, she's she has a rosary in her hand. That's right. She did, yeah. She she always handed out miraculous medals, and she was always, you know, with the rosary. And um, she was a champion of the rosary, and she's in my book in a, in a very prominent way as one of those champions, one of those 26 special uh, champions. And to this day, if you ever visit a missionary of charity house, one of their convents, um, they pray the rosary together every day as part of their evening holy hour, and they pray it so beautifully. And it's so, the rhythm of their voices and the beauty of, of watching them and hearing them pray it is, is something to see. If you could, Father Calloway, just talk to that soul out there that has prayed the rosary, but they, as they're praying it, they, they kind of are feeling called to not do it anymore. They kind of, they, they mm-hmm. feel it's either, oh, I, I'm not getting anything out of it, or I'm not feeling mm-hmm. anything as I'm praying it. What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say you're not alone. I mean, I think everybody gets distracted while praying the rosary. I mean, I, I'm thinking about sometimes what's for dinner or an email I've got to send, and i got to get my mind and heart back on the mystery, and that happens to everyone. I would say take comfort also in St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. Everybody loves the little flower. Well, in, in her writing, she said that she really struggled praying the rosary. She said that she just she loves Our Lady so much, but she found it so difficult to pray the rosary, and she'd get distracted, and something would be happening in the chapel that would kind of get her upset, and she would, would lose her focus. And But she said, even though that happens, I still do it because I love Our Lady so much, and I know that it pleases her, 
because I'm like a little child and she's my mother. So take comfort in that. I mean, the feelings will come and go. You may feel good sometimes praying it. You may not. And probably most times you're not going to feel anything. Um, but love perseveres. Love, you know, continues um, regardless of the feelings because love is of the will. So if you can spend that time with, with Our Lady every day, whether you're driving to work or whether you're walking the dog, whatever it is, that's very pleasing to heaven. Um, so I would just encourage everyone to persevere in that. It, 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 it will bear fruit. That's, you know, I'm so glad you, you said it that way, Father Calloway, because it really is an act of love, which is truly an act of the will. It's something that we mm-hmm. choose to do. And that's how, it, just like with anyone who wants to be able to aid in this, it, it really is a spiritual battle that we're involved in here on earth. That by doing this, you're, you're participating. You're not just receiving, but you're also participating in something very important, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's one of the key things is that, you know, when you love someone, um, you know, you, you persevere in, in, in that love. And the rosary is like little kindling to the devotion. You know, you continue to flame the fire of that love. And you'll never be disappointed. I guarantee you'll never be disappointed when you finish a rosary. You may struggle through it. You may be distracted. You may not have any feelings. But when it's done, you will have a sense of peace. You will have a sense of, I did this because I love. And that is so satisfying to the heart. Mm. How beautifully said. I love that. Now, Father Calloway, in your book, Champions of the Rosary, the History and Heroes of a Spiritual Weapon, Okay, now, we, as Catholics, part of our creed, the Christian creed, is that we believe in things visible and invisible. And we've talked about spiritual battles and, and, and even spiritual warfare. That is, that's a reality. And Our Lady, really, she leads us in how to engage in that warfare, doesn't she? Oh, she sure does. And that's, um, that's one of the... Um uh, ancient traditions about the rosary is that when she gave it to St. Dominic, she actually told him that this would be a spiritual weapon um, to be used against the darkness um, for the future. And so it has been, and, and we've seen that many times. And, and even in our time, um, a lot of people don't know, but in, in 2014, a bishop in Nigeria received a vision from Jesus where Jesus gave him a sword. Now, when the bishop went to take the sword from our Lord's hands, it was transformed into a rosary. So Jesus wasn't giving him a sword and, you know, telling him to go out and, and, you know, bring about bloodshed. No, he was telling him that the rosary is a spiritual weapon. It's a spiritual sword. We can't see that. We just see the beads. But, you know, heaven can see that this is a powerful weapon, and and it encapsulates the saving mysteries of of the God-man, and it can overcome the darkness. Yeah, I would say that for any soul out there who is not only battling something in their own lives and personally, but if they're in their homes for the for the young parents raising children to those who are worried about their kids that are out in the world or to whatever is going on, this really truly is uh, the remedy, isn't it? It is. And in my book, I talk about that, that there have been many mothers who have prayed um, for conversion of their husband or their children, uh, and the rosary was was crucial in that. And I can say from my own experience, my mom, um, when my mom became a Catholic, um, I got worse. I, I was, you know, I was really bad in my youth, and so she started to pray the rosary, and she prayed it every day. 
And within two and a half years, I ended up having my own conversion and becoming Catholic and then getting my call to be a priest. So that, that rosary, it, it packs a punch. And it's a great weapon for guys, isn't it? Because it is, I mean, the, the guy brain, is, as we all know, is different than the female. They need something that is structured and concrete. And the rosary offers that, doesn't it? Oh, yes. And that's, that's a big part of my book because I wanted to emphasize that the rosary was first given to a man. Because to, to, a lot of people today think, well, it's just for old ladies and little children and <laughs> something you do at a funeral, you know. Yeah. But no, it's, it's for warriors. It's for knights. It's for soldiers. And that's why on the cover of the book, I have this really great medieval-looking shield with two swords crossing each other. And, you know, I, I could have put a, a little teacup on there, but I wanted, I wanted something that conveyed that this is chivalry. This is, you know, something that is for not just women, but for men. And so I've heard so much good feedback because they're like, Father, the cover of that book is just incredible. And uh, I don't think my, my husband would have read a book about the rosary, but when he saw the cover, I was like, oh, perfect, it worked. <laughs> you know? yep. Good. Well, what has been your experience since this has been published, uh, Father Calloway? Because I, I don't know. I mean, it, when you put something that is so powerfully promoting such a great spiritual work, it yeah, sometimes maybe you can get blowback, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I did, and I still am a little bit. Uh, the evil one definitely doesn't want this work to get out. So somebody initially hacked into my uh, one of my uh, web pages and got into even one of my emails and tried to mess things up. And still to this day, I don't know who it was, but uh, we were able to work through that. Now, it's good news is that the first print run sold out within a week and a half, and now it's in its second print run, and we're going to be printing the third print run uh, in October, which is perfect for the month of the rosary, because people are just soaking this thing up. And, and right now, one of the only places that people can get it is actually on my website, um, because a lot of uh, places have actually sold out, and they're waiting for us to give them the shipment, which will happen like in two days. Um, for the, the, the new ones that have been printed. So people are soaking it up and they're, they're getting it. And all over the world, too. I'm, I've heard from people in South Africa and Australia, New Zealand, um, who have got it and just are loving it. Yeah, it is the great gift. I mean, because it, it's written in such a way, it, it just engages, I think, so many different age groups. I, I think this is perfect for uh, not just adults the, who I think will eat it up, but also for confirmation kids and, and kids in mm-hmm. high school and college students and even for the, you know, the, the elders in our community. I, I mean, I just can't imagine a Catholic home not having this book. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I actually heard from this homeschool association and they said, this is perfect. We, we want to introduce this into our curriculum and, and have them study this because the way that the, the history is presented, it's almost like a, a history lesson because you learn so many things about certain eras um, throughout the centuries. And, and in the section on the saints, they're like, it, it's put together so that you find out who they are, their Marian devotion how they promoted the rosary, and then you get all these beautiful, lovely quotes that these particular saints and popes have said about the rosary. So it's almost like you could have trading cards, you know, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. These, these people. Well, hey, there's an idea. Why not? Right. Why not have that as <laughs> a supplement to this as it's growing? Right, right. Yeah, we, we actually have already made shirts, too. Um, you can get these shirts. They, they're so cool looking. Um, they have that crest shield on it. 
and it says Champions of the Rosary, and it almost looks like a biker shirt, like a Harley Davidson kind of shirt. It looks tough, you know. It looks, mm-hmm. and uh, people are soaking those up too. I love it. Now, Father Callaway, just why don't you give us your webpage and other places where all these materials will be available? Yeah. So if you go to my website, which is fathercalloway.com, and you have to spell out the father part. So a lot of people, they just put FR and it doesn't go anywhere. So if you put spell out father and then calloway.com, you'll find the book there, the shirts, all of that good stuff. Um, and it's available everywhere. It's just that they're getting the shipments as we speak. Um, I know EWTN is selling it. Uh, Ignatius Press is selling it. Amazon is selling it as well. Um, they just sold out. They didn't take us seriously when we told them this book is really going to sell and they didn't get enough, but they're going to be get, get another shipment. So yeah, it'd be great if people got it. Get one for your priest too. Priests, I think, will, will love it uh, as well. Yeah, I would imagine Catholic bookstores are stocking up as well because this is just, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think this is quite honestly going to become a, a true Catholic spiritual classic. It's a textbook, but it's not. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, it, it could be used as a textbook, but it's so much more. It's the kind that you just want to hold and, and just really keep close to your heart. So I just, you know, praise God for the work that you've done on this, Father Calloway. No, thank you so much for that. I, I really do appreciate that. And yeah, I kind of almost wanted to make it a textbook. So you you really, you, you nailed it there with, with your terminology because it's a big book. Um, and so it does have that feel of being something that you could put uh, you know, in a classroom, and yet it's not really too academic. It, it really brings forth the beauty of the faith. Hey, I I hope, and I really, I mean, wouldn't this be great? Every adoration chapel, every place where there's perpetual adoration or any place where people go to pray in Catholic churches, this should be right there. Well, Father Calloway, I wish we had more time, but I mean, I'm just so excited to be able to let people know about Champions of the Rosary. I, I, you have any final thoughts in closing this particular conversation? Yeah, I would just say, um, you know, if, if you've struggled praying the Rosary, um, if you've, you know, not been very consistent with it, maybe once a year or so, or, you know, take, take a new look, a new fresh look at it because, you know, this is a, a great tool to be used for our own spiritual growth, to grow in virtue, to overcome addictions. Um, it, it's been proven to, to help with that. And I've got a lot of people I talk about in the book about that, um, to heal marriages. St. John Paul t- II talked about that, the power of the rosary to, to heal marriages. So there's so much there. Um, men and women can discern vocations, become priests and nuns. So, you know, take up that weapon again that heaven wants us to have in our hands and to pray uh, and become a champion, become a champion of the rosary. Amen. Father Donald Calloway, thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you, and keep up the good work. With Father Donald Calloway, we've gone inside the pages of Champions of the Rosary, the History and Heroes of a Spiritual Weapon. To learn more about this book or to obtain a copy, go to fathercalloway.com, or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this discussion, along with many others, go to discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of DiscerningHearts.com. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Join me next time for Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors.